This is a podcast from Sin Media. Previously heard live on Sin 90.7. That was So What by Pink. You're listening to In Joke on Sin 9.7 with Raoul and Marcy. Now we have one special treat before, but now we have another, another guest. Another guest, yes, we had a really wonderful interview, like, right before, and then with yeah. Paul Richards. We're Hello. spoiling you, you don't deserve this, listeners. Oh. You, you really don't deserve me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here, guys, thank you very much. Thanks for having, thanks for coming. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, so you're doing your, your French show this year. I am. It's my uh, my debut at Melbourne Fringe. First time I've done a show there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, your debut and uh, your debut is uh, Montreal. Now, uh, first things first is tagline based on a true story. Is it actually based on a true story? <laughs> well, the tagline is based on a true story, and then a subtle question mark at the end because <sighs> that kind of underpins the whole show. It's a it's a storytelling show about um, a an a infamous incident that happened in the world of professional wrestling and. Um, wrestling's a, a world which is shrouded in fakery and reality and we're not sure what's real and what's not and uh, the whole point of this story is it's, uh, it is a true story that actually did happen but there's so many question marks around it that it's worth telling a story Whenever a comedian says this is a true story on stage I always think <laughs> it's definitely not true the amount of stand-ups who are like, you know, well, this happened to me yesterday, or on the way to the gig this happened, and you know you've seen them say the same story for the last three years, but yeah, this this generally is, if anyone wants to uh, to work out their Google or their Wikipedia, the, the the story of Montreal is probably the most famous thing that's ever happened in wrestling, so it is it is really based in fact, and there's, there's truth to get out there, but uh, hopefully, because it's in the comedy section of the guide, hopefully there's enough jokes in there to make it worth people's while. Hopefully. <laughs> well, we'll hope so indeed, and... <laughs> Yes. Uh, now, Al, do you have a question? Yeah, of course I have, I have loads of questions. I'm a very prepared interviewer. <laughs> As we all are. Yes. You've been doing comedy for like a decade, yeah? Not quite that long. Um, I only started about maybe four years ago because uh, I've, yeah, I've. Uh, as you might be able to tell by my accent, I'm not from Melbourne originally. I'm from the oh. UK, and in the UK, I'd never, never dabbled. Obviously, I was a fan, but never tried it. And then, uh, since I came to Melbourne, I, there's a massive um, improv comedy scene here, and I got myself involved in that. And I've been uh, performing improvised comedy with the big hoo ha for the last sort of four or five years. So. Really? Oh, your face just lit up, Matt. <laughs> oh yes, I can do that quite. Like, it happens. Also, that your 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 doc did mention that, but still. Still, was very surprising. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. But um, how do you think that experience like helped you when it comes to a uh, right like, like making this friend show and all that? Well, yeah. I mean, the 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 whole sort of construct of the show is kind of unique. I think if I'd gone into comedy and been in it for years and, and been a, a jaded stand-up, it wouldn't have come out the way that it does. Like I I do try to mix up the format a little bit and, and try and do something a bit unique that no one else is doing. But then also the, the background and improv really helps as well because. Um, a lot of it is telling stories and like having a bullet point to talk about but then seeing where it takes me and then you know if I get any interaction from the audience and any kind of comebacks that kind of thing I, I do a lot of hosting with the, the big hoo-ha as well so there's a lot of um, trying to, to 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 balance out what's going on in the room and involve people and, and keep a lid on other people so yeah I think all of that background has helped it's definitely shaped who I am as a performer but then also fingers crossed in the show I can deal with whatever is thrown at me on the night as well Oh, are you performing the show as well? Yes. Say again? Are you performing the show as well? And 
performing. Yeah, it, it's all it's written by me, but I'm the I'm the sole performer. It's it's all me. It's it's yeah. a very much oh. a one man band. Uh, oh my operation. gosh! Yeah, that is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I know one person shows like. They can be quite a difficult thing to pull off, but mm. like if it is pulled off, it's normally done so really well. And uh, I'm just a control freak. Yeah. So yeah. I, don't, I don't want to share the limelight with anybody. You know, <laughs> I want it to all be about me. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's it's one of those things as well that the crossover between performing at a fringe arts festival and also professional wrestling that's not a huge Venn diagram. You know, there's not a lot of people who are interested in both of those things. So if I'd wanted to make it a big team effort. I'd probably have ended up on my own anyway. So. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it allows me to, you know, be, follow my own creative vision and do whatever I want to do, which I think is what art's meant to be about, isn't it? You know? uh, it's meant to be pretentious, so that sounds pretentious. Oh, it's definitely pretentious. This one's got, um, you know, wrestling masks and, you know, theme music and all that kind of thing, so it's pretentious as hell, really. <laughs> as is most stand-up nowadays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah. Do you feel that, like, with your sh- show that you need to say something important? I've, I've noticed that, like, a lot of shows nowadays, they have to have, like, this big overriding message that, like, leaves all the listeners with some, like, deep, like, mm. philosophical insight into, the, into their lives. Um, but it's interesting, our last guest, Elise, that they're just doing a show just for, like, fun. Just, I don't know, what, what's, what do you want to, the outcome of your show to be about? That's a fantastic question because um, you're absolutely right. It's, I think it's a really important time in comedy at the moment because I think now it's it's more accessible than it's ever been, and if people have got something to say, it's going to find its audience, you know. Um, but there's this wasn't my my first attempt for writing a show for Fringe. I really wanted to do a show. I, I, I did a show for Comedy Festival last year, and I wanted to do something different. And I started off trying to bite out the topic of um, mental health. And there's a lot of shows out there already, and I, you know, was really keen about it. But there was some somewhere along the writing process, I was like, there can be, I can be having more fun doing this, you know. And that's why I kind of reverted to wrestling. It's like, what have I always enjoyed? What can I get some fun out of? Um, and so one of the major driving forces of this show is, you know, art can just be about enjoyment. It can just be about putting on a show, like like the last guest said, and, and it just about having fun. Now that said. I'm really conscious of my place in this because, you know, without getting too heavy about this, it is a very progressive, very representative performing arts festival. And flicking through the programme of Melbourne Fringe, there's like there's so many people of colour, there's so many um, Indigenous Australians being represented, so many women. It's really great how the minority groups are really being represented. I've got to be conscious of me. I'm going to go on stage as... Um, an Anglo middle class white straight man and it's like every I've had my chance to say everything so if I'm I'm happy with the show that I'm doing and it's going to be about about fun and about joy and about positivity and it's just going to exist in its own little bubble I think if I wanted to try and make a point um, and to try and say something it would have had to be I would have had to be saying something really significant and at the moment I think there's a lot of women and a lot of people of colour saying it a lot better than me <laughs> so I'm going to hang back on that one that, that is very interesting to hear and all, all that that's very very wise very noble thank yes. you I am a massive hypocrite <laughs> the show that I did 18 months ago was my take on the um, Australian marriage equality vote and about politics and social media so I've kind of I've, I, I have done the I'm a white guy <laughs> giving you all of my opinion so th- this is kind of a, a bit of an antidote to that I think I found it weird because it's like a brown young brown stand up I always feel like forced to have to acknowledge the fact that I'm brown and I always hate that, like, so much. I was just like, I want to just, like, be another comedian who just, like, talks about whatever I want to. And I don't want to feel like I have to always address, like, my sociopolitical views and my, like, where I stand on all these issues because 
people need to care because of my colour of my skin. Well, of course, and it's a double-edged sword as well. Because like, if, you, if you go on and do, you know, quote-unquote generic stand-up and just do what everybody else is doing, number one, there's a tension in the room and a kind of, you know, well, when's he going to mention it that he's different to everybody else that's been on the bill tonight? Because I'm guessing you share a lot of bills with, you know, 30, 40-something white men. Um, but then also it's like if you do make jokes, whether they're good or bad about your background and your own experiences, like everybody does, then all of a sudden you're the guy talking about being the brown person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've noticed, but I think I found like some sort of middle ground where it's like, regardless of what a joke I do, um, it will be co- be because some part of it will be because that I was br- I am brown and that's the way my stand up is being formed mm. from that kind of experience and I don't always have to overtly state that. Again, if you're just going to do observational comedy because it came to you, then it's come through your lens, you know, and you might you might observe stuff that other people haven't, or you know, it doesn't matter if you have. Your your experiences are going to be unique to you. So yeah, absolutely. Well, yes, like in terms of art, like your experiences will often shape like how you like process and view art and also how you make your own art yeah especially with me being queer and neurodiverse and all of that it's like that shapes a lot of what I make and create and all that absolutely yeah yeah. I I love how you know deep and introspective we are all getting on our own personal thoughts when I came on to talk about men (laughs) in like for pretending to have a fight this is fantastic (laughs) oh yeah yeah I was actually taking a really deep philosophical term which is great there is an artistic <laughs> yeah, this is uh, a pretentious in- pretentious show show about comedy. Of course, it's gonna get deep. <laughs> we like to have fun. We like we try to be. Wholesome. This is fun for me. I'm having a lot of fun. <laughs> but yeah, getting back on topic uh, with your show, uh, where can we find out more about it and all that? The easiest way is to search on the uh, the Melbourne Fringe website because they they do have a very wonderful program and so hey even if you don't find my show find another show that's really good but the show title is Montreal uh, my name's Paul Richards if you search for either of those on melbournefringe.com.au you will find it you can find me on Twitter um, at Paul of Fame really bad pun um, <laughs> and you, obviously there's uh, Facebook events and things like that as well I just realised Montreal isn't the easiest thing to search for because there's a lot of other things in the world that that applies to as well but you can find my Facebook uh, Paul Richards Comedy as well very good. Uh, anyone listening to that? To that? Yeah, go yeah. find Paul Richards. Watch, on that. watch all these shows. <laughs> yes, watch Fringe. Fringe is go amazing. and see all the shows. Yes, and then like come and keep watching us. Your whole uh, purpose in life should be dedicated for comedy. And talking about Melbourne Fringe, everyone sort of says about festivals. You know, hey, you should go out and just take a punt on something new that you haven't tried. Melbourne Fringe is the best for that because it might not be you know arenas of twenty thousand people, but there is always really interesting stuff going on. So go to North Melbourne, try a show you, you like the look of, and, and give it a chance. Okay, thanks. Yes. Thanks for coming yeah. on. Thank you no for worries. coming on. Yes, uh, you have a song that you'd like us to play right now. I do, um, and it's one of those where there's a lot of stuff in, in my show that is for non-wrestling fans so everyone can enjoy it. There's also a lot of stuff in the show for wrestling fans to really indulge. They will understand this um, if they've been watching wrestling for the last 10 years. Uh, this is uh, Cult of Personality by Living Colour. You're listening to In Joke on Sin 90.7 with Raoul and Marcy. This was a Sin Media Podcast. Previously heard live on Sin 90.7. Okay, see you later. Bye-bye.